0: And so, uh, at the age of nine, it was the first time that I tried to commit suicide wow. uh, because of the verbal abuse, because of the physical abuse. so I thought that I, I thought in myself that if this is life, I don't want to live it. I don't want this life at all. so why did God bring me to such a life and I had a um, misconception about God. I had a, a, a misleading ideas of God because like uh since we all know that God is a father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had this in mind. So we all know that God is a father. And, and I said that if my father is like this, and he has this uh, monstrous behavior, you know, like he's, he's behaving like a monster. He is a monster amongst us, you know. So I had this uh, uh, um, bad idea about God. That he is like the king of all monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the, the image of God was was this figure.
1: Welcome to Zela Food. Zila is the German word for soul. So soul food, but Zela food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zela magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures and culture. I'm Ali Porti, an American southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today. I hope you get fed, so let's begin. So, Messiah, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and, and telling your story a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you're from? Like before you jump into your testimony story.
0: Okay. Uh, first thing, uh, most welcome. And of course, I do this for the glory of Jesus. And I really want people to uh, understand. And uh, my name is Messiah. Uh, Messia is in Armenian, but my name in Arabic is Abdel Messiah. And uh, I'm from uh, Beirut, Lebanon. Nowadays, I live in the Quene area. I'm 35 years old, and uh, uh, yeah, I have studied hotel management, and nowadays I'm working as a responsible in a uh, residential hotel. I run furnished studios. I go to a church. It's been like 15 years now that I'm going to the same church called Abundant Life in uh, Beirut. Also, yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Yeah.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Would you say um, that Lebanese culture has really um, impacted your life and your story? Like, do you think what you've gone through is representative of Lebanon or what you've been through happens anywhere in the world?
2: Um,
0: Yeah, it's kind of, okay, so... uh how to say it. Now, this is a bit uh, tough to answer. I don't want to uh, uh, do, uh, you know, like um, Put down. describe my story, describe my story as a, it is a, a culture or, or a cultural thing here in Lebanon. But, uh, you know, Lebanon is in Middle East and uh, here in Middle East, we do have uh, uh, this culture that Parents could hit their child,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: beat them, you know, but it's not like they, they have to abuse them. Mm-hmm. You can beat them uh, so that uh, if they do anything wrong, uh, it's kind of, you know, uh, a, a meal point. to teach the, the children so that they become uh, better or uh, they need to understand not to do the, the wrong things.
1: Yeah. I understand well, um, can you go into a little bit so that way when that way people can understand why I asked that question? Maybe I should have asked it after you told your story? Um, can you describe your story and what you went through growing up, so not the testimony yet part of how you came to know Jesus and the forgiveness part but your childhood and everything that you went through your pain your hurt Uh,
0: so it all started um, when i was a five-year-old kid Uh, i woke up and it's not like i woke up it's like i uh, started seeing things uh, in the house and realizing my dad beating my mom on a daily basis and uh uh, the cursing and uh, uh, the abusing, you know. Uh, so it was a very hard situation as a kid, as a five-year-old kid, uh, to see these things. Uh, so I lived such a life from five-year-old till, till 25 years old. And this is where I left home. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, my life started changing. But the thing is that all these years, from five to 25, It was a very bitter, a very hard uh, uh, kind of living like the uh, childhood period and also the teenage period. It was very tough and very hard for me to uh, uh, even describe and and I have lived in such a situation. So my dad used to beat my mom on a daily basis and he also used to abuse us uh, verbally. He used to, to abuse us like physically also, so he was this angry man. And uh, also my mom uh, from time to time, uh, or I can say most of the time when she used to get angry from my dad, she, uh, she wanted to, uh, you know, she wanted to uh, kind of get the revenge of him. So mm-hmm. that's why she used to beat us as well. And she used to kick us out of the house. So this was, uh, uh, you know, a revenge thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, we, got, we got raised uh, in such a way, in such a, a hard way. So, uh, so I got used to get beat up from my mom and from my dad. And I, I used to watch these uh, uh, abusive moments, uh, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I thought this was a normal thing
2: mm-hmm.
0: until yeah, I thought this was a, a normal thing and this is what happens in all the families. But deep inside, I was very hurt. And deep inside, I was like this lost person who was uh, looking for the love of, of a father and the love of a mother. And I said, like, you know, I started realizing this <clears throat> when I used to uh, go to my friend's place and uh, I saw how uh, his mom and dad... Um, you know, like behave towards each other and, and behave uh, as a, as a loving family. Mm-hmm. So this hurt me a lot. This, this, ah, man, it was a deep cut in my heart also, you know, like seeing, uh, uh, the difference Infinity. between other people. Yeah. My, 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 friends, families and my family. So this, this, uh, uh, you know, um, made me get hurt and, and, um, Yeah, in a very bad way. And so uh, at the age of nine, it was the first time that I tried to commit suicide uh, because of the verbal abuse, because of the physical abuse. So I thought that I I thought in myself that if this is life, I don't want to live it. I don't want this life at all. So why did God bring me to such a life? And I had a um, misconception about God. I had a uh, 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 misleading ideas of God, because, like, uh, since we all know that God is a father, yeah, uh, yeah. So I had this in mind. So we all know that God is a father, and and I said that if my father is like this and he has this uh, monstrous behavior, you know, like he's he's behaving like a monster. He is a monster amongst us, you know. So I had this. A, a, a bad idea about God, that He is like the king of all monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the the image of God was was disfigured. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I took I took back then silica gel the first time. Silica gel is uh, a kind of uh, a poison, uh, you know, which you used to uh, put in shoes. So. So I took one sachet and and, um, had that silica gel, but nothing happened to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why.
2: (laughs) It seems that God
0: probably probably protected me uh, somehow. So uh, the thing is that I started uh, going to uh, university uh, and back then it was a very horrible period for me, you know, like going to the university and having this, uh, too, um, you know, my character was so weak, you know, and I used to be this shy person. Um, and, and, uh, uh you know, my friends, I don't want to call them friends because I never had friends, but, uh, uh um, uh, the, the students uh, uh, in my classroom used to laugh at me and they used to bully me, you know, all the time on a daily basis. I was like this person that, uh, you know, if you want to make fun of, like, go, go ahead. You know, like, uh, Messiah is the person. And, and if you want to beat someone, go to Messiah, you know, like, you can beat this person. And so, so, so it was a very horrible uh, period of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, uh, that I have, uh, uh, you know, uh, spent, you know, yeah, uh, at, at my teenage, uh, uh, at, the, at this period of time. So on, on a daily basis, I used to have this idea of, or or dreams of how I'm going to kill myself in such a way that I don't want to hurt. I don't want to feel, uh, feel hurt, you know, and... Um, I started uh, going out on the streets just to run away from my dad. And uh, people used to um, uh, hitchhike me, you know, or, yeah. uh, And um, I went into, uh, you know, uh, homosexuality. And also I used to have uh, uh, sexual... um, um, not intercourse, uh, sexual...
1: Encounters. Uh, encounters, uh,
0: even with women, even yeah. with women as well, just so that I need somebody. I need, I need love. I need, you know, uh, this really embrace of that. a father. Yeah. Or Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I went into all these horrible uh, uh, things and I also uh, used to get drunk all the time uh, just to forget about the pain and, and about the things which are happening in the house, and the bad, uh, you know. Ah, I'm sorry, yeah. man, but I got excited yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you were trying to erase the the pain, all the bad memories, the hurts through alcohol exactly. and through re- other relationships that were going nowhere.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so I live. Such a life, such a lifestyle, until the age of twenty. And uh, at the age of twenty, like like, uh, I was I was at the brink to commit suicide back then, mm-hmm. because I had I had such anger mm-hmm. towards my dad and such hatred, uh, also towards my mom, and I also used to hate myself, hate this life, you know, hate God curse God, you know, all the time, and and I didn't want anything, you know, uh, to do with God, and I didn't want this family, and all I had in my mind is that I really need to get revenge, you know, from my dad because of the way of life that he made us live, Mm -hmm. and um, I was back then um, uh, thinking of stealing the gun from my dad uh, since my dad used to work as an FBI, you know, here in the, in the Lebanese government. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, so he had the gun and he used to put, to, to point that gun towards my mom mm-hmm. when he used to abuse her and, and threaten her that he was going to kill her. And mm-hmm. so I had, uh, you know, I was so afraid every time that he uses the gun uh, and, and threatens my mom. And so the thing is that, I realized I wanted to take that gun. I wanted to steal that gun and uh, uh, and and shoot my dad during his sleep, and then shoot myself. And um, in this way, I and would shoot get killed. So you know? would
1: go to jail. Shoot yourself. Yeah. You okay. No, no, I didn't want want
0: to go to jail. I just wanted to shoot myself. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly.
1: I guess you saw firsthand how the devil is so strategic and i mean when you back it all the way up i imagine your your dad especially came from his own pain and his own brokenness because anybody who acts like that is usually hurting themselves so even before he met your mom i guess there's somewhere in his life he had his own pain and then the devil liked him getting together with your mom who maybe didn't know her identity in Christ when she married him. And then you put two people together with their own bitter roots and their own brokenness. And you don't really see behind the scenes in the spiritual realm that the devil has a divine strategy to take both of these people out and then the two of them have kids, and then the pain continues, and the devil's ultimate goal is to try and get the kids to kill themselves, or the kids to kill the parent, and then kill themselves. It's really this really thought-out strategy by the enemy. Yeah. and get the wrong people connected. He can cause great pain, even more pain on the earth. Um, and we can't see it sometimes if, as humans the kinds of people we get connected to, but, um, I just guess you're, I mean, what, what do you have to say? Like other people who have your similar experiences, um, who hate their parents because they grew up in this abnormal, unhealthy environment and they're finding it hard to forgive that parent. Like, how could this parent have done this and that to me? Yeah. Can you speak on that? Like, how were you able, or how can somebody get to the point of forgiving their parents?
0: Okay. Uh, so um, the thing is that, like, when I was uh, ready to kill myself back then, at the age of twenty,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I felt like God. Interfering, you know, this was uh, his time now to to interfere in my life. So uh, Jesus sent someone, you know, uh, and and uh, he opened my eyes uh, by taking me to this concert, uh, to this spiritual concert, uh, which was uh, also in Beirut, mm-hmm. and uh, the pastor uh, was speaking about the love of God. And, uh, for the first time in my life, I saw a picture about God, you know, like this loving father and, uh, Jesus became a man Mm
2: -hmm. and,
0: uh, yeah, he lived, he lived amongst us and he came to heal people. He came to deliver people. He came to, um, he, he also understands the pain of people because uh, he went through everything uh, that we are going through nowadays, or we already went through. He understands our pain. He understands our difficulties uh, because he has been tried in in everything, but he did not sin. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, Jesus interfered in my life back then, and it was a, a kind of like a miraculous uh, or or a divine appointment by God and the pastor back then was speaking about life after death. And I had this idea, you know, like who the hell, who, who, who died, went to afterlife and then came back and spoke to us about what, about what's uh, in, in afterlife or if afterlife really exists. Mm-hmm. So the truth, the truth was that Jesus came to work and mm-hmm. this truth, it is a fundamental truth. Uh, we cannot, Take it away. Even history uh, is is based on that truth because until today, we use the terms BC and AD. So history got split in two by the coming of Jesus. So there is nothing I can do about it. So Mm -hmm. it's either you have to believe or you need to uh, uh, run away from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so, um, the thing is that I understood uh, and I knew that, that Jesus came to earth, man, and, and he died on that cross and uh, rose again so that we be reconciled with God. And we also have forgiveness of sins and uh, even uh, guarantee our eternal lives in the kingdom of God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, I, I, uh, I accepted this message and uh, by a weeping you know like because it's the first time in my life that I feel that I am loved or I am someone you know that God came to earth for me for someone like me because all the time you know I used to feel myself I'm worthless and I'm nothing you know I'm, I'm, I'm a worm I'm uh, someone you that you
1: thought this because maybe this is what you were told at home Maybe by your exactly
0: the verbal abuse. Yeah, I I said like uh, uh, in the story that I used to be physically and verbally abused as well on Mm -hmm. a daily basis, and and this verbal abuse used to you know affect my life and and uh, cut me through you know like deep injuries. Mm -hmm. So so uh, there is this this um, saying which says stick and stones may hurt my bones but words will never hurt you know this is a saying but i can say that words cut through way deeper than stick and stones
1: of course david even said there's death and life in the tongue exactly yeah
0: exactly so so i so uh, i was raised like that you know i was raised uh, in order to see myself through the words which which uh, were spoken over my life that I'm worthless, I'm a worm, I'm nothing, I'm a failure, you know, like all these, and and even my dad used to cuss me and even my mom used to curse the day that I'm born. So yeah, the thing is that uh, those words really affected me. So until the day that I came to realize that I am love, the God of this universe, he became a man for me, you know, Mm-hmm. Because he's a personal God also. Okay, he is the God of the universe, but he also is a personal God. So, so through Jesus, I saw myself, how much loved I am by God. How, mm-hmm. you know, this deep affection. Uh, um, and, and he restored my humanity.
2: Mm-hmm. This is
0: what I can say. He restored who I am. Yeah. And uh, I started feeling uh, uh, step-by-step Jesus healing my deep wounds, these deep cuts. He, he started healing them. He started, you know, like stretching his arms, stretching his hand towards these deep wounds and, and, and bringing healing to them. And I started reading the word of God. All of a sudden, I had this change of mind and this change of heart and this love uh, towards the word of God. I really want to know more about God. So I had hunger and thirst in order to pursue God back then. So through the Bible, I used to understand uh, uh, how God thinks. uh, thinks. I also had this uh, picture of God, the true picture of God through the Bible, Mm -hmm. that he is a loving God. And uh, um, so he started working on me, he started working in in my heart. But uh, honestly, I always used to have this distance uh, from my parents. You know, I, I never thought that one day I would come to this point that I will forgive them. But every time that I read from the four Gospels, like Matthew, um, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, like every time that I used to, to reach that place, I skipped it. You know, I don't want to hear it, you know, because, yeah, there is this point where Jesus says, forgive us our debts just as we forgive those who trespass against us
1: so you know it's funny when you say that uh, a pastor yeah. in washington used to tell the story he knew this girl who would just tear out bible pages that she didn't like yeah that she would just tear it
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i understand i understand yeah, yeah exactly
1: because you knew yeah, so, God was backing yeah. you up against the wall saying, you need to forgive, but you weren't ready to go there.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and all of a sudden, like one time, I heard the voice of Jesus, you know, telling me, Messiah, when you came to me, holding all these sins that you have committed, when you came to me and, and um, understood the message of the cross, um, did I hold back anything you know, from, uh, uh, from forgiveness? Did, did I put any conditions for, for, uh, so that I, I forgive you? So I was like, Lord, no, you didn't put any condition. Your love was, un- it is an unconditional love. And your forgiveness is also unconditional. So all I did is that, Lord, forgive me. And it was that simple. I felt this burden. I felt, my, I felt free for the first time. I felt like I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am loved. So, uh, so yeah, Jesus told me that I want you to also forgive those who trespassed against you. And I was like, you know, Lord, it's so hard. It's so hard. You don't understand. You don't understand. And the Lord, like, I, I felt that the Lord telling me, I'm... I don't understand. Like I'm the one who understands every single bit, all the pain that you went through. I do understand them. So after, after being like, um, okay, I will say like 40% healed or even like 50% healed. So that's when I started, you know, realizing that I need to forgive my dad. I need to forgive him because it is impossible to live this Christian life. It is impossible to... Uh, go against the scripture. So how long will you run away from the scripture? Yeah. Now is the time for you to start forgiving them. It happened step by step. I will not say that it was easy for me to forgive them in what, uh, just, just like that, but the Lord empowered me. So I, I, because I was praying to the Lord Jesus, I told him, Lord, it is impossible for me to do it alone. I need, I need strength. I need power in order to do it. Because every time that I used to, Uh, see my mom and see my dad, all these thoughts, all these black thoughts used to come into my mind. So I used to remember all the time, uh, 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 the bad uh, situation or, um, you know, or, or how they treated me. But Jesus was with me all that time, He made me go through that pain, He made me to overcome, and He also made me to, um, uh, You know, like take, move those stumbling blocks away and reach the heart of my father and mother. And a day came where my father himself started asking me questions because of that. My behavior uh, all this time changed towards him. Mm -hmm. So instead of cursing him, I used to bless him. Instead of, uh, you know, holding grudges against him, I used to show him love. I used to obey him. You know, like when he used to tell me to do things, I started obeying him and doing things with love. So mm-hmm. this was the work of the Holy Spirit in me. And my dad, one day he asked me, "What happened to you? Is that anything wrong? Are you on drugs?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "No, this is what happened. You know Jesus forgave my sins, and Jesus um, uh, found me. And, and since he forgave my sins, who am I not to forgive you and forgive the things, the horrible things which you have done? Although, even though that I told my dad that you have done horrible things to me, he used to think that what he did was right. <laughs> um. Because, yeah, yeah, because he wanted us to become like men, you know, like this Lebanese mentality. I want you to become a man, you know? I want you to become a fierce man, you know? Yeah.
1: But for him, a man is pointing a gun at his wife's head?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Is that he wanted, a typical yeah.
1: Lebanese thought? I mean, is that like what the Lebanese believe? That that's how you be a, control your family or, not control, I did, gosh, I don't want a Westerner to think that You know, already our stereotype of the Middle East is this, but is that what a man in the Middle East thinks that he should be doing in order to lead his family?
2: Uh,
0: Back then, yes, because most of the men were uh, men of war, Ah. you know, because we went through here in Lebanon. I don't know if you read the history of Lebanon, during the World War. Uh, so, so we had very tough times and civil war here in Lebanon. So the man, he had to be this tough person. He had to be this person who subdues everything to himself, you know, and mm-hmm. controls everything. So this is uh, the typical thought about the man here in Lebanon, you know. Uh, so, But not, nowadays, no. We, uh, nowadays, it's not, it's not the same as before. Do because...
2: Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I I was just going to say, do you think that this uh, this behavior of men like your father during that time has led a lot of the Lebanese men and women to turn to sexual immorality, uh, whether that's homosexuality or sleeping around, whether you're also heterosexual? does it greatly affect their children's, yeah, sexual identity? And of course it's going to affect their children's self-worth, self-confidence. But um, do you feel feel that that was probably one of the factors in you finding, turning to men for love, but you also turned to women as well?
0: Yes. 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 Because, because uh, this kind of uh, treatment, you know, uh, uh, in the house, like the parents, the parents are the main role. Uh, you know, they are the main role uh, for, for their children. Mm-hmm. They play the main role. So if the parents don't give enough affection or enough um, uh, attention to their children, so this is what's going to happen. Because, because, yeah, because I know, I know this from myself. I used to be this person that has hunger and thirst for love, Mm -hmm. which I never had from my parents, and this led me to to even go, you know, and search it from other places, and and even the people which I slept with, or uh, I can say that they even abused me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they they took what they wanted from me and then they kicked me away. You see, yeah.
1: and they're so probably this wasn't Broken too, they're hurt. Huh? And they're probably yeah. and broken as well. It's it's a yes. cycle of 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 taking advantage of everybody looking for love, but it's not real love. Yeah. Yeah. Until somebody exactly. suicide or kill someone else. And then the devil is like happy about that.
0: Yes. Mm.
1: What, what would you say? I, I don't know if you've counseled or mentored people, but someone who's, I, I have a friend and she had a, a challenging childhood, nothing close to what you did, but she really still struggles with forgiving her father. Uh, who's actually passed on when someone says to you, how can you forgive that? I know, I know you, you, you explained that you had an encounter with Jesus. Um, and you'll probably yeah. go through that with someone when you're trying to answer this question, but how do you forgive the unforgivable in a nutshell?
2: Well, yeah,
0: uh,
1: uh as I said,
0: yeah, it is, it is impossible from, uh, f- for a person like me uh, to forgive the unforgivable. My parents, what they did to me
2: mm-hmm. was
0: unforgivable for me. And I wanted to hold that against them till the end of my life. I wanted to hold that to, against them. But uh, as I said, that this special encounter with Jesus, this is what made me uh, uh, ch- have a change of heart because it is impossible for someone to have the spirit of God in him or to have this uh, relationship with Jesus it is impossible for that person to remain the same or, mm-hmm. or at least not to love or not to forgive Yeah, it's either you had it's either you really or literally had such a uh, uh, such an encounter or you didn't have
1: yeah yeah, you'll either be, you'll either succumb to Jesus' forgiveness, like because you're in love with Jesus, or you're going to yeah. turn away from God. Um, exactly. Yeah, I guess it was that way for you. Do you feel that? And, and your healing process, uh, yeah. uh, how do you know that you are healed? And, and the reason why I ask that is my mom went through a similar ish bad childhood Mm. it's her story to tell she's not ready to tell it but um she made a decision as a child going through what she was going through that i'm never gonna do this to my children and she didn't do Mm. that to me thankfully um or i would be messed up um yeah So I guess maybe that was my mother's healing that somewhere inside of her as a child, she had already decided she would be a much different mother. Um, Your healing process, how, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I guess it was just at the same time you were encountering Jesus and that kind of, as you said, 50%, you were getting healed because you were encountering Jesus, but... I think a lot of people are curious to know what's a he- the healing process like
0: okay uh, yeah. okay so um, the thing is that i can I can say it this way um, well i don't feel uh, i don't feel that pain anymore, and I don't hold grudges against my fathers uh, against my father and my mother mm-hmm. i don't have I don't have this, uh, you know, revenge spirit anymore. I don't have this bitterness in me uh, anymore. I, all I have in my heart is love towards them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so the thing is that what God did is that he took away this bitterness and unforgiving uh, uh, spirit and even this revenge spirit, and he took away this. Uh, you know, uh, these dark clouds and dark ideas. And also, one one more thing. Um, when I used to practice uh, uh, adultery uh, with men and women, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it was uh, one of the, uh, like, because of that I was hurt, I used to commit these things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you see? Because I needed love, I needed uh, respect, I needed, you know... Someone to, to, to hold me, someone to embrace me. So I see myself that when I surrender to Jesus, I allow Jesus to take away these things.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: And, and uh, I don't go uh, to adultery uh, in order to take away the pain anymore. I what, don't what go do to adultery.
1: What do, you try, I, I, uh-huh. what do you go to when you are in pain in life?
0: I go to Jesus, I go to Jesus. I worship Jesus from all of my heart. I just seek the face of God. I just take some time alone, you know i don 't want to see anyone. I just close the door of my room and Lord, I need you, I need you to heal my heart. There is something wrong in my heart, you know, and and you feel the presence of Jesus in the room. You feel him uh, sitting beside you, you know and embracing you and yeah yeah oh my god man i I love him so much
1: so you feel that should god ever bless you to become a father that yeah if you're mad at your kids or i don't know you're going through something in life you're not going to resort to what you went through as a child
0: never never ever Hmm. i will never abuse my my kids i will never abuse them
1: yeah i guess it also comes from resolving with someone like my mom that i'm just never going to be like that yeah um, it's making up in your mind um a lot of kids go through a lot of uh domestic abuse in this world and i don't think one can say it's a lebanon problem or a middle east problem it happens in the us just as much and mm. um uh, it really before a person decides that they're gonna get hooked up with somebody, if they came from childhood brokenness, they really need to confront that, get that healed, before they get married or and start having kids, or it's gonna yeah. come out uh, and affect kids' lives and then their kids and their kids if they don't get the tool. Deal
0: with it. Yeah,
1: to. Um, Yeah, it passes from one generation to the next. I think it's somewhere in Exodus or Numbers, Deuteronomy. It's probably Exodus, I think, where uh, God said it passes from one generation to the next.
0: Yeah, generational curse, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it really requires dealing with it. And not many people know that it's possible to deal with it yeah by coming to Jesus. It's the only way, really, that you get home.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Wow. And so um now you live your life very different. I've seen you around your family. Uh you, you laugh with them and you you go see them almost every Sunday for lunch and Yeah, I've seen that you can be in the same room room, and only that can be Jesus. Um, Okay, so then to wrap this up, you live your life in service to God by... Can you just explain a little bit about that? You have a book that just came out. You love telling people about Jesus. You want to help people get healing.
0: Yeah, what happened is that ever since I encountered uh, Jesus, Um, I felt this responsibility that I need to share this good news of salvation with every single person that I encounter with. So I started street preaching. And, uh, uh, you know, back then, I still was in the university, and I preached the whole classroom uh, about Jesus. And uh, uh, I remember there is this Jersey girl, asked for the Bible and she uh, prayed would be asking Jesus as her personal savior. Also Muslims were, were, uh, were stunned by the story uh, of Jesus. You know, if it is like uh, as the first time they hear something like that about God. So, uh, after that, uh, I have started encountering, uh, uh, homosexual people, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, oh my God! They are everywhere, and and Especially increased, in but number. in numbers. Especially yes, exactly. And I had this research in the Word of God, a deep research uh, about like what do gay people think, and and where, uh, uh, why are they born in this way? So I wrote a book about it, about this matter. The book, uh, the book's uh, name or the the book's title is Love Wins, Broken Pride. You can find that on Amazon. Okay. And on Kindle as well. So uh, the thing is that I wrote a book about this matter from A to Z. So any kind of question that comes into your mind, like uh, the source of homosexuality, and and, uh, does God accept me as a gay person? And uh, where did it come from? How does it start so all of these things I wrote it in this book
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm waiting for the Arabic translation to finish. Uh, okay. So I received the translation in Arabic, but I'm waiting for this Corona uh, situation to uh, get over so that I received the hard copy of the book in Arabic. And that's when I'm uh, where I'm going to publish it. I'm going to publish the book. So the thing is that uh, I'm serving the Lord in this way, you know, On a daily basis, I pray for Jesus. Lord Jesus, use me in this day, you know. Uh, I want to preach. I want to become useful for your kingdom because if you have the spirit of Jesus inside of you, it is impossible for you to have a uh, stagnate faith. You don't want to do nothing towards it, you know. So I have, yeah, I have in my heart, uh, um, uh, you know, Faith always pushes me that I must speak the word of God, no matter what, no matter what the situation is, you know? Mm-hmm. So this uh, encourages me to speak to people. Yeah, so I evangelize. I evangelize on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah. You, you've had that encounter and you're so excited. You have to tell everybody.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Well, you have a, a powerful testimony and story and thanks so much for sharing. I hope that people will, will read your book. Those who have struggled with homosexuality and those who haven't, it would be helpful for the church to, just everyday people in the church to try and understand.
0: Exactly. And this book is, is going to be as a tool for the church. Uh, to use it um, and to reach out for these kinds of people instead of uh, pushing them away and not understanding them, not understanding their pain, and instead of judging, let us show love, let us uh, be like Jesus to draw uh, all humans, all beings, you know, towards Him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: God wants all sinners to be saved.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's why he hasn't come back yet. He wants heaven full. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Messiah for, for doing this.
0: Most welcome.
1: I hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams. Be sure to subscribe to Zayla Mag at zaylamag.com, S-E-E-L-E-M-A-G.com, where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways. And follow us on Instagram at Zayla Magazine, S-E-E-L-E Magazine. Till next time.